0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Great Transylvanian Bite Off. I'm Daniel. And I'm Evan. And oh, to be in a German cabaret right now talking about Shadow of the Vampire, 2000 independent meta-period horror comedy film, according to Wikipedia, (laughs) uh, starring John Malkovich and Willem Dafoe. And this one,
1: hot damn, love this flick. This is finally, we've made it back to a good fucking movie. God, this is a good movie. Do
0: not listen to this episode if you want to watch this movie at all. We are going to spoil it, and, and I think we both would recommend to actually watch this movie. It's for free on YouTube.
1: Yes. I mean, it, it is rare that you find a movie of this high quality for free on YouTube yep. in a decent shape, in good shape, not grainy, not small, nothing. Nope. Just go watch it. It's a good time. I love
0: so many things about this movie. I think this is a very underrated John Malkovich performance. (laughs) Absolutely. This is Willem Dafoe at nearly his best. There's only a couple of movies I'd put above this.
1: I agree. I think this is sort of... This is the movie that you watch where you want to know, why does somebody cast Willem Dafoe? He's such an odd-looking fellow. This is the movie where you you understand it. Yeah. The physicality is on point. The face is perfect the entire time. The voice, all of it. Standout performance.
0: This is nearly a perfect horror film. I mean, the length. Oh, God, it moves at such a beautiful
1: pace. Yes. Oh, my God. How refreshing. This has a runtime of 92 minutes. It does not feel fast. It does not feel slow. It is perfect. You do not feel like you're missing on story. You do not feel like it's dragging in a way just to fill time. It's 92 minutes of perfection.
0: This movie is a very meta uh, recreation of the filming of Nosferatu. We've already talked about Nosferatu. I would recommend going and and either watching that movie or listening to our episode where we talk about the plot because we're kind of going to breeze past that. The whole conceit of this movie is that F.W. Murnau, the director of the film, played by John Malkovich, is making Nosferatu he it follows him. We have uh, an actor uh, who was the Jonathan Harker equivalent. Uh, he is a very mm-hmm. main part of this movie. We also follow the, <laughs> the actors playing the actor, uh, Greta Schroeder, who was the female lead of Nosferatu. We have the producer and we have two cinematographers and we watch them make Nosferatu and it's just the first like twenty minutes is just like, hey, what was it like to make a movie in Germany in the in the nineteen twenties? <laughs> what was it? What was it like? And hey, it looked kind of awesome.
1: Oh, I totally would have been in. Oh my like, god, this is this is a fun scene to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Never mind the murder part. Like this is a good time. Details. These guys Details. are just like <laughs> they're just riding around. Going from location to location, doing whatever it takes to make a movie, hunkered down, doing the little miniature sets. I mean, it looks fucking fun.
0: There's something so cool about watching, and I don't know about the accuracy of this, but there's something so cool about watching a silent film scene be directed because it really is a a director behind a camera. Someone's cranking away, literally cranking on a wheel to capture the film. And the because no nothing's going to be heard, the director is just shouting out direction to the actors and they're just yeah. they're doing it. It's incredible. And it's something that I don't think happens in any form of performance art anymore.
1: No, no. But it's it's so fun to just be a part of the action in that way yeah um i I think if we were to talk about sort of the downside of this movie is like you know how for those listening who haven't watched it it's like how um quentin tarantino took real history and then just like fucked with it oh yeah um that's that's sort of the vibe here and um in particular fw murnau played by john malkovich was known for being a very sensitive and sort of actually like well-spoken thoughtful director yeah um not so much in this John Malkovich plays this sort of, like, hell-bent on making his perfect, accurate movie. <laughs> Cutthroat's a little too on the nose. But it's that type of, like, he he is a hardcore director in this, in a way that is really entertaining to watch, as he, again, stands behind the camera and gives out this these notes on the spot, particularly... The ending.
0: Yeah, they've turned him into a very, this very classic archetype of like the artist who will do anything to complete his film, including hiring an actual vampire. To play Count Orlock. Uh, we this the whole conceit of this movie is again just like them making the movie and everybody's like, who's playing the vampire? Who's playing the vampire? And he's like, Oh, I got this great actor. His name is Max Shrek. He's gonna come in, he's gonna play the vampire. He's doing this new thing called character <laughs> acting. He's staying in character the whole time. Address him as this. You know, do all these
1: things. He's kind You'll of only weird. see him at night. Yeah, he's only gonna <laughs> and then shoot just like, at night. He studied with Stanislavsky. He's one of those Russians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so great it's little touches. So good. And um so he is and we'll talk about his intro and we get to ranking eventually, but when we finally meet him, things start getting weird on set. Uh people start getting really tired. He's just a weird dude. It is It is the most amount of Willem Dafoe. If you're not a Willem Dafoe fan, this ain't the flick for you. Because this is... Yeah. I'm trying to think of something where he's more Willem Dafoe. And I think it's the lighthouse. And I think that's it. Yes,
1: I agree. It's like this lighthouse and um, maybe Boondock Saints. Me. Sort of like peak Willem Dafoe.
0: Yeah, it's yeah because there's kind of there's that split of of Willem Dafoe right where it's like uh it's like Passion of the Christ it's like Eternity's yeah. Gate uh, you know Budapest Hotel I think is kind of straddling the line there yeah and then there's what we think of with Willem Dafoe where it's it's the lighthouse and it's everything we just talked about and this is holy moly this is just Dafoe at his defoeist.
1: Yeah, I I didn't know this prior uh, to watching, to our watching this movie, but you know that, so this movie was produced by Nicolas Cage's production company. Yeah. With Nick Cage originally intended to play Shrek. That makes a ton of sense. I love that. It makes a ton of sense. And credit to Nick Cage for switching that role to Willem Dafoe when Dafoe said he was interested in it. Because it's a brilliant move. It's no question. Like,
0: I, not a lot of people could have played this part.
1: Um, no. Yeah. I think part of what's so fun about this, this part, and especially in the whole movie, obviously Nosferatu is a silent movie. It has its music going on. And this is so fun because actually that music is present throughout mm-hmm. a lot of the movie. There are times when they're filming that they're playing it so that... Uh, he um so that john malkovich can can be in the scene he can really get involved it's a cool <laughs> little like touch to add on there that he wants it played the whole time so silence is actually quite a component of this much of much of this defoe performance yeah is grunting it's yeah. grunting it's growling <laughs> it's staring and creeping and and it's just i mean it is so effective
0: yeah uh, the movie overall is really straightforward. Again, it's just kind of him. It's Max Shrek fucking around with people and draining their blood, and people start <laughs> complaining. And at one point, their cinematographer almost dies. So. Um, Malkovich has to go back to Germany To get a new cinematographer The new guy they bring in Is this You know he was in the German Air Force He's this like hot shot Like (laughs) beautiful blonde hair He's everything you'd think of With this kind of archetype of This weirdly like bad boy Cinematographer Yes Yes. Um, and uh, Played by Carrie Ewells Incredibly Incredibly played by Carrie Ewells to perfection. Yeah, absolutely. Just, oh God, it's just great. Um, we've also got uh, Udo Kier yeah. back in it as the as kind of our main producer who we follow, trying to keep this all
1: together. And he he's fun. I think this movie does such a good job of playing with people's egos and how that drives us to do yep. absurd things. And on one end, you get John Malkovich, whose ego drives him to bring in a vampire that actually kills and murders people. And on the other end, you have Udo Udukir, whose ego is about perfecting this movie the entire time. He's like worried about his reputation. Yeah. In reality, he created he is largely responsible for the sets and the mood of a movie that has lasted 100 years. Yeah. Very cool. This is a movie they could have stretched out if they
0: had wanted to. And I don't. Yes. Despite me wanting to live here more and see these people interact more, it is ultimately benefited by being just cutthroat quick. So fast it moves. Like it's just bouncing between sets. We get old school uh kind of title mini title cards between things to explain uh, explain a couple of film things or explain like this happened and you just you roll with it. You have to fill it in for yourself. Um this movie kind of culminates in finally revealing the mystery. There's kind of a like, oh, he's a method actor, he's this, he's just kind of a weird guy. And then finally, um, finally, after F. Uh, w. Morneau, he gets high on
1: was it Valium? He gets high on yeah, it's Valium or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: They, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, old school drug use in this movie, and he gets really high. And uh, uh, Kiriels and Udo Kier come into his room, and he's like, oh, "Max uh, Max Shrek's not real." And they're like, "What do you mean?" They take it so in stride. They roll with it in a way. <laughs> in a way, I don't think many folks would. No. No, absolutely not. No, and uh, he explains <laughs> that he, uh, when when he was younger, John Malkovich had read about this guy and kind of pieced together that this family of of tyrannical leaders was actually just one dude. And yeah. he was like, I didn't think about it until I read this other book. And they're like, What book? And he's like, Dracula. Obviously. obviously. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he went out. He found this guy. He wanted to make this perfect film, but also document it and yeah, document this guy. And then the whole final scene is the final scene of is them shooting the final scene of Nosferatu, where Nosferatu comes into the room. Yeah. He drains her blood and uh, then he dies in the sunlight. And... We could describe it. I think you just kind of got to watch it because it's just 15 incredibly, just tightly drawn out back and forth the whole time. Like, like he
1: kills two guys. He kills the woman and he kills two guys. And he goes, two guys. Yeah. And the whole the whole, whole time, Malkovich is just, he is cranking. He is going for it. He is taking in every single second of Willem Dafoe's performance, it really is like when you get into sort of like the meta commentary on movies, and you you want to like bridge worlds. This is a great example of how to do it, as yeah. you tie together both Nosferatu and an iconic scene in cinematography history, folded into this you know modern approach of it again. It really is one you just have to go watch. Uh, the, the sort of the premise being that uh, Count Orlock, Max Shrek, Willem Dafoe, whatever you want to call him, has he has agreed to do this movie because in return for doing it, he gets Greta, the the woman um, who is playing uh, what's her, Amina or whatever the Mina substitute, Ellen is Ellen Ferratu ellen thank you um he gets greta that's the deal they have made um and so this final scene in the movie where he is um drinking her blood and going through all of that he's actually doing it in the scene this is where they let him at her so to speak and then there's sort of that haphazard attempt to subdue him uh and it one of my favorite parts is when Carrie will pulls out the gun, shoots him twice. <laughs> shoots and Orlok like... just like, <laughs>
0: <It> just <laughs> or however many fire. times,
1: I think it's like five times. It's like bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. At times you it's see great. what looks like sort of sand or dust come out. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, it's weird.
0: And then this like final moment of him, he's like, please go back to your, to your mark. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. And, never explained never explained why willem dafoe actually goes back in and he does it and then uh, the rest of the crew finally gets to open up this door and and sunlight pours in and he dies and then john malkovich is just like i think we got it yeah Ooh, no, he's like can malkovich... one of you be the he's like "Can one of you volunteer to be assistant cinematographer and this like random yes. guy goes in and grabs the slate flips it upside down would
1: would any of you dare claim the mount of cinematographer like he has he's saddled with this fantastic language in this final scene he has that moment where he's like he nosferatu is is dying and he's coaching him through his death and he's like yes feel the eons of age pass through you feel it all that life drain out of you at once i mean he's just going for it this is like you know john malkovich has a reputation for being a lot and for sort yep. of taking things over the top this is where it really 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 works
0: yep this is where when you let those kinds of actors say words that normal people don't say you go, go oh for it shit you get really incredible moments yeah. like this all right it seems to be working um, fine any final thoughts on this? I think it's just...
1: Oh, God, it's so special, it's, unique. There are yeah. not a ton of movies like this. You just got to go watch it. I mean, it has it has yeah. some fantastic performances. Uh, the cinematography is great as a means of sort of bringing back the feel of Nosferatu. They actually shot this on film and did a lot of things to make it appear as grainy as it could. Um, so it has... It has that fantastic textured feel that we miss out on a lot of modern movies, but yeah. it's it's never unclear. It, you don't lose any, any of the specificity of the shot um, with that. Um, they do a wonderful job of recreating those sets when they're in the castle. I mean, Defoe's entrance into this movie is unreal, <laughs> incredible. They basically are, I just want to give a quick, rundown of it they yeah. they go through that um not that we're gonna, not gonna do this again but they do that they they recreate the iconic entrance of nosferatu in the movie that's the first time we meet defoe and we see his face and uh it's eddie izzard who's playing um the jonathan harker character right <laughs> um and- this is
0: such a weird cast
1: Yes, and he's in, uh, or she, she's in her sort of a uh, clownish, over-the-top makeup for this, and they've made it clear that they're like, oh yes, Shrek will appear in in makeup, whatever, and then out of the darkness comes that gaunt, long face that's just pearl <laughs> white as it creeps forward, and it's fucking Willem Dafoe just creeping us all out. It's. Yeah, go take a watch. This one's fun.
0: Let's actually, let's jump off from there then. Grand entrance. Between the entrance and the
1: exit, this is a really hard one. Oh God, yeah. Do we? I think the (sighs) exit on a whole is probably the, the like more accomplished scene. Sure. They are doing more in that final scene that I think is worthy of us talking about. I'll agree. But for A fast, quick, tight entrance that sets the tone for what this performance will be. The the entrance is wonderful, especially since that's also when he has his first victim. I mean, he is he's knocking (laughs) off a cinematographer right off the bat. Um, Yeah. Everyone's dream. But I think this I think it has to. (laughs) I think this has to go to the exit. (laughs) I'm
0: just going to gloss over that. We're just going <laughs> to randomly start taking shots at cinematographers. Um, I, I agree. I agree with the exit. I, for my money, it's at least a four.
1: I agree. I think one could make the argument that this is a 4.5 yeah. given everything that's going on, especially with the the Malkovich monologue and the turning of the, oh, the, the film yeah. the whole time. Excellent. Just snapping dudes'
0: necks by throwing them against trunks. It's It's really, yeah. <laughs> really fun. It's brutal. Um, All right. And then back to the start here. Charisma. (laughs)
1: Listen, I'm not sure this guy's got any charisma. (laughs) I think it's a zero. This dude. Uh Uh-uh. This is like one bad dude. Yeah. I don't think.
0: uh, We could do a .5.
1: But... And that seems like a stretch oh, yeah now when we get to humor this guy's kind of funny i think it's funny as th- hell it, yeah but he's got no charisma i think it's zero, a zero.
0: fashion sense he's he's just in the nosferatu costume what do we give nosferatu? nosferatu
1: costume that's what i was just gonna say what do we give nosferatu uh, nos uh, a nine <laughs> Not. yeah i think it's a yeah yeah I, i'm down with a nine i agree it, it works and a credit to it it works in both color
0: and black and white. Oh man, the tr- oh god, some of the scene scenes are in black and white. You swear to god they were just. Yes. I mean, I'm sure the framing and the the, you know, choreography and the blocking and all that is pretty close to yeah. the movie. Um I don't remember all of them, but man, that transition is smooth and it doesn't yes. none of the movie feels I'm biased, but from my perspective, none of it feels
1: really um self-indulgent is maybe the best word absolutely i think that's part of why this runtime works so well is there's no part of it that yeah feels overindulged it's no. just they're telling a really fun wacky but terrifying story
0: yeah it's scary and it's funny it balances all the good stuff um yeah no i yeah i was just thinking about that uh
1: intelligence it, this is interesting they take a very realistic approach which is to say this guy is hundreds if not a thousand years old uh yeah actually one could say that he's well older than that given that to, he says at one point he met plato yeah uh, he's like i don't remember
0: i don't remember when i was born
1: yeah he doesn't remember any of those details and i love that i i love that he's actually talking about he's like you know when you when he read the book dracula he was like this is this isn't real he remembers how to cook food he remembers how to buy bread and socialize <laughs> and he, he, you're like oh god this man doesn't remember how to do anything other than be a monster yeah um he was and, yeah, he describes
0: reading that opening scene as as lonely yes and pit, and pitiful because he doesn't have any servants it's like
1: oh God, so you feel the a intelligence. Little bad, but... You do. The intelligence is in there. This mm-hmm. guy was at one point a smart guy. However, this is not a well thought out plan. He's just a greedy old man at this point. Yeah. Uh... Um. He's not our dumbest Dracula, though. I don't think.
0: No, he's not dumb. He's just. Uh, he's not a great. You know, he's not a good strategist. Uh, the plan yeah. is fine. He doesn't have any social skills. Uh, for my money, it's like a
1: two-ish. I think a two is fair. Like, yeah, I think a two's very fair.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in, okay. It's okay. Yeah. Combat score. I will again refer to Nosferatu, where he has a 0.5. Yeah.
1: Maybe this is a little higher, because we see him... Mm kill two people yeah well, we see him kill many people but he actually fights two people and quickly dispatches them i think we could we could bump him up from a 0.5 to maybe a a two
0: sure yeah he he does he does pretty handily handle a, a german air force pilot
1: yeah no, yeah no trouble there shape-shifting zero big old nothing miscellaneous he could be the oldest vampire we've met. That's true. That's true. I'm trying to remember
0: a blade Trinity for some reason. I remember him being super old.
1: Oh, you're right. He is. He's supposed to be like, yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be incredibly but, old,
0: but he is one of the oldest still.
1: Yeah. He's easily one of the oldest. I love that. Uh, John Malkovich, when they asked where they found him, he was like, I found him in a monastery. Chilling. Yeah. Rad. I loved that bit. Yeah, he's oh, just that's like...
0: spooky as hell. Are you kidding me? It is.
1: Oh, Like, what the fuck? He's killed so many people who ended up in that monastery. Yeah. Um, I, It's hard to nail down one thing about him. It's just that this is an incredibly good performance, and I feel like we should be able to recognize something.
0: Yeah. Well, we've given... I mean, we've given... Much more for much less, yeah. I'm willing to say for the performance because he is a, he is an actor. Yeah, that's true. for For being an actor, I'm willing to give him a five.
1: Yeah, that's true. He is an actor. He takes notes pretty decently, actually. For, for once being he gets used to it, yep, a monster. Yep, yeah, and then he dives back into the scene. I've seen Child Malkovich.
0: I've seen actors Ugh. take notes a lot worse than this guy does. <laughs> a
1: lot worse. I mean, he just growls sometimes. He doesn't like, you know, yell and have a tantrum. Yeah. Book bonus. The book Dracula's in it, but I didn't get the impression that it happened. No,
0: it didn't happen. And this is a and this is decidedly a different origin story in every we have yeah. a Dracula commenting on the events of the book Dracula. Like...
1: Yeah. I think In it's... In essence, sp- I think he's giving it a zero. <laughs> I th- he's like, no. Good point. Book, we have an totally false scene
0: about him giving it a zero. <laughs> good point. Um, Last but not least,
1: humor. This guy's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not really... But this is, like, the funniest Dracula we've watched in a while. (laughs) I will agree. He... Oh, my God. There are entire scenes that are just, like, Willem Dafoe creeping people out and then, like, smiling and chuckling to himself about it. He's such a weird little weasel man. (laughs) He is. There's that whole scene outside with Udo Kier and, uh, what is it? Like, the assistant director... And they they have that bottle of schnapps or whatever, and they offer him a drink, and he doesn't do the classic line. He takes the bottle, he starts drinking it, (laughs) and then he starts talking about. And they're like, you know, when did you first turn into a vampire? He's like, oh, it's so long ago, I don't even remember. They're laughing about it, and he's telling the truth. God, that's who turned you into a vampire. Ugh, it was a woman. That's all I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my god. We just had a Dracula that got drunk and complained about his ex. Yeah, That's awesome. <laughs>
0: it's, just, it's so oh, it's such a weird dude. He is it's I, fascinating. I, I think he's like a three. Honestly, I think he's. I think he's quite. Yes. Yeah, I think he's a three.
1: I I, th- I think a three is very appropriate.
0: Coming in with a twenty five point five. Hey, ain't too shabby. No, I mean it's it's not, n- it's not good. But
1: listen, but. the drack the, the vampire scored a 25.5. Willem Defoe got a perfect score. Mm, fair enough. The performance is excellent and worthy of a watch.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, nickname. I'm just giggling because I see mm-hmm. last week's Prince of Fangs and I forgot. Um <laughs> I, I literally I'm just gonna think of Willem Defoe every time. That's what this is in my mind. Willem Defang? Willem DeFang, that's what it is. Willem DeFang. Do do you wanna do a, a plot or do you wanna breeze through? Well wait we, this movie's already the ultimate combination of genres. I'm not sure. Fair enough. Can't beat it. I, I'm not sure we could top it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't like, beat it at all. That's what they did when they made this movie. Is they spun the genre reveal and we're like, okay, so we need documentary, comedy, horror, <laughs> meta. Yeah. Okay. How do we do this? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> great. But they made it work. So there's yeah. hope for our movies yet
0: maybe one day you talk about a movie that wouldn't get made today and people really (laughs) jump to some dumb ones i don't know if this would get
1: made today because this is a wild movie absolutely not i do not think insane i'm not sure anybody could make the argument that this movie offers anyone anything Other than Willem Dafoe, a chance to just be fucking nuts.
0: I feel like this was just made for us. Like it's, yes, it's (laughs) so weird and, and specific and it's a fantastic movie and everybody should watch it. But if somebody told me they hate this movie, I would completely understand
1: it. Absolutely. It's, it's really not for anyone other than a, a small group of people, um, But hey, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're gonna love this movie.
0: It's just—it's funny, it's weird, it's a little scary, but not like super scary. And the ending is just like, hey, what if John Malkovich did like a—I don't—what would you even compare like 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 an Arthur Miller level, like the Crucible level, like tremble (laughs) ye before me level monologue. (laughs) While Willem Dafoe just kind of hisses in the corner at him after, (laughs) uh, like, it's so bizarre.
1: Who is this for? How did this get funded? (laughs) That's, I mean, those are all wonderful questions. It had a budget of $8 million. Oh my God. (laughs) That's big. I was going to say, who funded this movie with eight million dollars for the two thousands too yes exactly this movie came out in 2000 may 15th 2000 i don't know how they got eight million dollars to make it i am pleased to say that it made 11.2 though so at least they got their money back
0: last but not least besides before we pick our movie um
1: bat them up oh i I mean, listen, this guy's got a lot of things going for him. I could totally take this fucker with a bat. Yes, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Carryuuls and Udo Kir are just like trying to grapple with him. No, no, no. I'm going to dance around. I'm going to I'm going to attack from the side, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. my plan.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so
0: next week I, I I'm sorry if you will if you will look at our uh, our Google Doc here I added some movies because I <laughs> went on Amazon Prime and I
1: found two more please tell me Dracula the dirty old man is actually the name of that one Dracula the, that was the one you found
0: remember oh right you That's found right. Dracula the Dracula parentheses the dirty
1: old man dirty old man
0: no, I found uh, I found Dracula in Love and Dracula right. on Holiday. Um, both showed up on Wikipedia, but were unavailable. I, I mean, that sounds like a yeah. double feature right there. Back to back. I think I think we had a really good one. So I will throw out potentially Dracula in Love. It is on Tubi, so you. Oh, that shit's good. Let's let's do it. Let me read you this description and see what you think. All right. Leela, a a lonely young teen, parties with her friends in a warehouse. Sounds like she's not that lonely. As the social (laughs) barriers between the sexes crumble, Leela hides from the boys, but senses there is someone else who wants her, and he is not of
1: this world. Oh, boy. I'm in. Sounds disgusting. It's going to be awful, awful. Yeah. Dracula escapes from a crate in this one. All right. Dracula. Okay. Dracula what's love. its love. Uh, what's its IMDb rating? Ooh, two out of 10. Two okay. out of 10. Out of awesome.
0: 259 reviews. Wow-wee. I'm surprised <laughs> 259 people have watched this. 8.1% of the reviews give it five stars. We have less than 1% for 987. 1.5 for six. 51% of the reviews give it a one star. Hell to the yeah. Hachi Machi. This is going to be bad. Um, <laughs> Well, we will catch up with you next week at apparently a local warehouse rave. How many warehouse raves have you
1: been to? Seven. Seven. Wow, that's quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's weird? What? Dracula was at all of them. He's really into the club scene, from what I remember. I I think so. I think he just buys
0: up warehouses for this shit now.
1: That's like what he does with his wealth.
0: Does he does he still drink people's blood, or is it more about the like community? Like this, because there's a culture it's of a, it, as of, from what I understand. Yeah,
1: I I I think it's about it's about everybody giving Dracula blood. You know, you, mm. you can you can kind of pool together to, to. He he asks for a small donation at the door. Um, it's tax deductible, so you can you can do what you want wow. with that.
0: You don't you yeah. donate money or blood? Both. Either or. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You get, to, you get to, it's like fifty bucks or.
1: Yeah. Or blood. Yeah. You
0: know,
1: I just, like that pooling of the resources. It feels like it would raise less attention. I think that's his goal, you know. Besides, he can also put it under charity. You know, it's a it's a blood drive. That's
0: true. Yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of people who run warehouse raves in Long
1: Island <laughs> put it uh, put it on their taxes. Uh, they should. He does. You know, it's when a I move, think but
0: taxes,
1: that's when what th- he gets. You know, he's been around for a long time. You know, he's he's learned these things. He knows how to hide his taxes from the IRS. <laughs> that's that's the next movie. We're we're gonna take you know like uh <laughs> what was that uh what was that movie about the stock stock market crash which um, one the big short yeah, that's true the big short it's it's a big short dracula movie all right it it's was... about how he caused the stock market crash
0: Annika like inadvertently described the big short the other week. I'm trying to remember exactly what she she was. We were talking about like a really complicated topic and she was like, I wish there was just a way for like a really pretty person to explain this to me really easily. And I was like, you're describing the big short. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What do you what do you mean?" I was like, "There's a very distinct scene from The Big Short where Margot Robbie's in a bathtub with a glass of champagne describing how subprime mortgages work and it's <laughs> incredible. It's one of the best <laughs> filmmaking decisions ever." It's like the best part of that movie. It's a oh, it's such a good god. That and um um is it oh is it collateral? No, not collateral. collateral. God, it has it has every white guy in this movie. Um it's, it's got
1: this it, movie <laughs>
0: no for real it's it's, it's um, shadow the vampire what is this movie margin call that's the movie you seen margin call
1: no i have not seen. i'm gonna margin read
0: you, i'm gonna read you this white guy a palooza zachary quinto stanley tucci kevin spacey he, paul bettany jeremy irons Penn bagley mary mcconnell like it, it, it just every white guy and also asif bomby's there and demi moore
1: <laughs> great movie great movie hey it was nominated for an oscar too i believe it it's great that is a lot of white guys wow. it's a ton of white
0: guys it's like ev- it was yeah whew, talk about it was like that and the big short we're both like we're just gonna get all the white guys in here to talk about how a bunch of white guys ruined the housing market
1: in the world it'll be I, great that's that is what the that should be the wikipedia breakdown for those movies <laughs> watch white a bunch guys of talk white guys talk about how white guys <laughs> Talk about the housing
0: market. This is nothing. Hell yeah. We'll see you next week. Bring your cash and or blood because Evan is me. that's how you get into these parties.
1: That's how you get in. All right. It doesn't make the rules. It's just how it works. Uh, All the cool kids do it. (laughs) Good night. Good night.